welcome back to Don't Call Me Bud. Today, we were going to do a little bit more true crime. D.B. Cooper was a lot not of fun. J.B. Cooper. No, not J.B. <laughs> this is like our take five, <laughs> so <laughs> bear with us. Um, yeah, D.B. Cooper was was a lot of fun. Yeah, so it was interesting. Like, <clears throat> we're going to get into a little bit more gruesome stuff. This guy was Ooh. so good about Cooper, though. He was so good that the, uh, the FBI gave up on the man. They gave up on trying to find him. They basically just said... He's dead. He didn't make it. Yeah, he did. We can't find him, so he's yeah. dead. Like they oh. didn't find a body. Okay. Well, not only did he die, or he if he if he did die, Mount St. Helens blew up like months after this all happened. So it like wiped the whole, whole thing. thing, thing. Out. Like so there's no like, evidence. Either this guy is like a genius. Yeah. Or he call, he caused a volcanic eruption, or he's just really lucky. Yeah. Uh, one of those three. Anyway, so today's the Black Dahlia. Yes. This is from the FBI's website, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Old Some Elizabeth serious short. The serious stuff. The FBI. Okay. FBI. Okay. Good Lord. He's showing us pictures. For viewer discretion, we are not going to show those pictures. But I don't know if that's a real picture or not. Because I've seen seen various pictures and they all look different. So I'm not sure what to... Let's be consistent and what let's not show anything. We're not we won't show anything. No, we Good won't. Lord. Uh, okay. So the 1947 murder of a 22-year-old Hollywood hopeful in Los Angeles has never been solved. Hollywood hopeful is kind of loose because she doesn't have any acting credits yeah, or anything. So it's kind of, I think it's just assumed because she moved out there, but her dad was out there. Yeah. She's from the East coast. So she's from like the Boston area. Oh, so she moved out there actually just to kind of be with her dad. I don't know. No, there was I think, I think it was more of like, it makes the story sound cooler okay. when she's an actress, but she never, there's, she it, was never an actress. You yeah. Know? So it's like, uh, kind of, yeah. kind of, she was in that like a, I mean, a even musical Pe- in high school. Even Penny got a role in yeah. Big Bang. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I probably would have hired Penny. Yeah, I would have too. <laughs> on the morning of January fifteenth, nineteen forty-seven, a mother taking her child for a walk. Ooh, whoa! So the yeah. mother. Oh, yeah, they, that's, that's horrible. Mm. That's who found her. Oh no! So for a child for a walk in a Los Angeles neighborhood, stumbled upon a gruesome sight. You're going to Los Angeles, aren't you? The body of a young naked woman sliced clean in half at the waist. Katana. The body. Can you guys focus? Is it, is that possible? Yeah. We're trying to make the podcast interesting, man. You guys don't. We're reacting to this. So yeah. the body was just a few feet away from the sidewalk and posed in such a way that the mother reportedly thought it was a mannequin at first glance. Despite the extensive mutilation and cuts on the body, there wasn't a drop of blood at the scene indicating that the young woman had been killed elsewhere. The ensuing investigation was led by the L.A. Police Department. The FBI was asked to help, and it quickly identified the body just 56 minutes. In fact, after getting blurred fingerprints via sound photo, a primitive fax machine used by news services from Los Angeles. I feel like that's more of a flex, like... The FBI is really trying to flex in this right now. You're, you're telling me, that, okay, it only took us 56 minutes to get yeah, but with still primitive cold technology. Case. Yeah, it's still like, a cold case. Take yeah, that. Out. They have not fixed but it. But like when she was set up, fixed, like figured the, it out. The body was set up in a way where the intestines were coming out, and they just like tucked it under her butt. For real. <laughs> like they still had intestines and everything. It's a ninja man. This is horrible. I yeah, it's a horrible, horrible, <sighs> horrible thing. The young, the young woman turned out to be a 22-year-old Hollywood hopeful named Elizabeth Short, later dubbed the Black Dahlia by the press for her rumored penchant for sheer black clothes and for the Blue Dahlia movie out at that time. Yes. Okay. So they called her the Black Dahlia because she liked black clothes. And, and, and clothes. there was a really popular movie 
called the Blue, Blue Dahlia. Dahlia. Yeah. That was yep. out at the time. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. So they but, got, but she, she became but black. I'm wondering why they would have called her that because she wasn't wearing any clothes. Yeah, but I think like once you start, so like the press came out with it, <laughs> and mm. once the press gets a hold of something, you gotta give it like a good name, you know, like, and that's yeah. where you end up with like the smiley face killer and the green river killer yep. and, you know, BTK and yeah. Ugh, he's a, he's, a, he's something we should get into on that. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. But right now we're at the black Dahlia. So yeah, I think that it was, they just had to give it a name. They had to give her a name and not use her actual name because I think when you start to actually use someone's actual name, you really tend to dehumanize them yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Well, not like almost humanize them enough where the story mm-hmm. isn't read. And it's kind of like it's kind of like too sad and super upsetting to where yeah, yeah. you're not going to read it. So yeah, it's going to be like if ah. you call it the Black Dahlia, then it's it's almost like a character in a book. Yeah, and this is a horrible, like a horrible thing to say, yeah. but I think that's how the press works: is yeah. you want them to read your stuff, so you don't want to continuously put the name, the name, the name. Kind of just sugarcoating it a little bit. Yeah. That's that's what we did when the COVID was out, and like that was kind of when I, I went to the news, and it was just it, you got to, so tired of writing COVID. It just it is what yeah. it is. Um, Shorts Prince actually appeared twice in the FBI's massive collection, more than hundred. Blah, blah, blah. First Teenage drinking, I think. Yeah, she has a mugshot. More it's than pretty rough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she partied. Yeah. Uh, first, <laughs> she had applied for a job as a clerk at the uh, of the commis- commissionary of the Army's Camp Cook in California in January of 1943. Second, she had been arrested by the Santa Barbara police for underage drinking seven months later. Mm -hmm. The Bureau also had her mugshot in its files and provided it into the press. In support of LA police, the FBI ran record checks on potential suspects and conducted interviews across the nation. Based on earlier suspicions that the murderer may have had skills in dissection, dissection, because the body was so cleanly cut, agents were also asked to check out a group of students at the University of Southern California Medical School. And in tantalizing potential break in the case, the Bureau searched for a match to fingerprints found on an anonymous letter that had been, that had been sent to a non-authorities by the killer. Yeah, so the, killer, the killer actually sent like a saying that he, he was the murderer of the Black Dahlia. Hang on. So what year did this happen in? Again, 40... 60? 40. 47. Yeah. 47. Were there security cameras around back then or no? No. No? Okay. There, was, there was barely cameras back <laughs> you know, then. I'm, I'm not <laughs> like that. We, you know? we had just, we had, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin had just <laughs> broke through to color. All right, all right, <laughs> You think all they right. had a you know, thing getting the whole scope out? Like, oh, we had, got him. They still had uh, the Nickelodeons. That's where Nickelodeon gets its its name is like they mm-hmm. have little boxes and you paid a nickel uh-huh. and you'd go in there and turn a crank and you'd get to see the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they still had those. I think those kind of back in oh, there. Really? Yeah. They barely had cameras back. Like yeah. they, they had like them. They, but it was, they were very expensive mm-hmm. and yep. they were the high quality ones were Hollywood. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, maybe now, if she was in like in the background of a movie. Yeah. But that would be bad. Yeah. Would be. My name's Rod. I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> I like to party. Um, and in Oh, the, I like to party. <laughs> So the question is, who killed the Black Dahlia and why? It's a mystery. The, mi- the murder has never been found, and given how much time has passed, probably never will be. The legend grows. That's according to the FBI. Well, yeah, and I, they're, I mean, I think they probably <coughs> threw up the white flag on this one, too. Yeah. It's like, man, the FBI, it's They're like, it's yeah, tough. if we haven't figured, like, they're not kidding about the first 48. No. <laughs> After the first 48, the FBI's give a shit like, is like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys, we got bigger crap to deal with. We got, we got other things to worry we about. We didn't like, find him. Like, <laughs> what? 
How about you go find that murderer <laughs> that you tried to? Okay, that would be great. That would be fantastic. I so. guess if you don't have, but the crazy thing is, is like, and I'm sure you'll get into it. Um, what happened was there there was a lot of initially there was a lot of suspects, but they went through them really fast, and nobody actually like there was no real like suspect suspect. Like mm-hmm. every it seems like everybody has that one guy. They're like. They just can't pin it on. Yeah. But they're like, no, it was, we pretty sure it was him. You know, even like in the DB Cooper, there, there's guys in here like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. You know, but like, there's nothing. Like, there's nothing to this case. It is, it is probably one of the <clears throat> coldest cases. That this in, case is so yeah. cold that, yeah, it's, they can put ice on it. Like, yeah. this is there's an good. interesting fact here. It says nearly half of U.S. murders go unsolved. Yeah. I mean, you get a 50 50 shot. Yeah, so that's this that's one not, crazy thing. This is not us advocating for you to murder no. people. No, absolutely not. But, but you got to think about it. I wouldn't do, like, the technology nowadays, I think you'd be... You'd I feel probably, like that's a lot higher. Yeah. Like, you actually... Yeah. But Cleveland actually had the torso murders in 1936. Mm-hmm. 30, yeah, I think it was between 30, 34 and 38. So, like, it became a big thing in 36 when people were actually just these murders were actually happening and they were cutting the people in half and that was in Cleveland. So it wasn't like it was the first one. Um, you also had like, there was, they think there was a link between like the lipstick murders and, and, uh, shorts. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that they, they've tried to connect, but they just never are able to. So, and that's the thing too, is it's like, there's so many unique things about this murder because number one, Obviously, a woman sliced in half is going to draw some attention. Yeah. Yeah. But then not an ounce of blood. Like, barely any. Yeah. Like I think so it got transported and someone staged it. Yeah. So, and that's not like a quick thing. No. You know, it wasn't like it was a neatly, it was very neat. I mean, it was so neat that she thought it was a mannequin. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. And it's it, also the fact that this, in the middle of Los Angeles, which. Of course, it's going to be a whole lot bigger now than in 1946. Yep. It's still but big in, in 1946. It is still a big deal. It's booming. I mean, like you're you have that's that's one of Hollywood's big ages is in the 40s. You have a big boom in that industry, yep. and people are starting to move out there to you know go and like try, try to, to be yeah try to be stars, a movie yeah. star. And yeah. the fact that this guy can not only there's a lot of steps that have to go into this. This guy has to for one, get his hands on the girl. So abduct her or lure her in some way. Right. Mm-hmm. So for nobody to, to nobody to under like figure out who did that. Well, and that's where it comes in where she's from, she's from Boston. So she was from a bigger city, yep. but then she also lived in, in smaller towns. So she has that kind of that small town background. <clears throat> and then you go out to LA where everything's different. Like Everybody, everybody kind of has traveled. East mm-hmm. Coast is completely different than West Coast. I don't care. New York is completely different than Los Angeles, even yep. though they're big cities. Mm-hmm. Then you then you get Chicago in there, and you know, like every city is different, and there's different areas where you can't be in in a city and stuff. Mm-hmm. And where she worked, she worked at um, one of the, like Hollywood Cantina, I think, and she was like she was she was interacting with bigger bigger stars. Yeah, and I don't think that she actually understood what what could actually happen in Los Angeles and you know it was she, she probably trusted some guy and or Just some kind of some group and thought she was being super naive yep and, and she was younger i yeah. mean 22 yeah so that's young 
And you're and when I was 22, I thought I was invincible. You know, so yeah. like I'd do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then in the 40s, it's it's way different. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and another thing too is so on, the, and we t- kind of talked about how the, the the killer had actually called uh, and tried to take credit for it. But this is on January 21st, about a week after the body was found. The Examiner, this is the Examiner, so the uh, uh, the news outlet received a call from a person claiming to be the murderer who said he would be sending Short's belongings in the mail as proof of his claim. Shortly thereafter, on the 24th, the examiner received a package with Short's birth certificate, photos, business cards, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen on the letter. Also included was a letter passed, uh, passed together from newspaper and magazine letter clippings that read, Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers. Here is Dahlia's belongings letter to follow. Huh. All of these items had been wiped down with gasoline, leaving no fingerprints behind. Though a partial fingerprint was found on the envelope, it was damaged in transport and never analyzed. On January January 26th, another letter arrived. This handwritten note said, here it is. Turning in Wednesday, January 29th at 10 a.m. Had my fun at Police Black Dahlia Avenger. The letter included a location. Police waited at the appointed time and place, but the author never showed like this is just i mean yeah it's bad but for 1947 this is i mean this i feel like this is kind of the stuff and it was handled it was handled poorly Mm -hmm. you know like they had a they had a fingerprint they you know but Mm -hmm. um but another thing is is like there was her all her friends like it was a big story Mm -hmm. so all her friends called and said yeah she then like the news the news media was just making stuff up they said oh she was tortured yeah where then the FBI came back later and said, no, she was never tortured. Yeah. But, um, this was, these were all postmodern ones, you know, like, and then, but the one thing that is consistent is no one saw her after, I think it was the fifth and she was, or the ninth and she was found on the 15th or something. Yeah. So like, so it does. So she would have had to been alive for a a while with those people. Yeah. So they've, they discovered her on the 15th. The last person that saw her was on the ninth, so she was gone for almost a week. Yeah, and and when the when they finally discovered her, she had only been dead for ten hours. Yeah, so so it could have been like someone she was hanging out with somebody. She could have just been by herself too, because it's not like mm-hmm. like we have to go back to the forties. It's not like you have a cell phone and you can just call people and stuff. Yeah, you know, if someone is working, you might not. It's not an unheard of thing to not talk to somebody for a week. Yeah, you know. Yeah, where now now it is. You know, now you're mm-hmm. like. Eh. Yeah. Well, so. and I mean, after, even after all this time, now there's a couple of interesting theories. Some think like you guys think it's, you know, uh, it was a dark night. Some guy just came out of nowhere. But also some of the some of the, some think that it was a date gone wrong. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I that, it can't get much worse than that. Um, seeking. At, and this is another guy. So this is a, a something that kind of came up. The man who thinks his father killed Elizabeth Short shortly after his death. His father's death in, in 1999, now retired LAPD detective Steve Hodel. That's interesting because now retired, so who was going through his dad's belongings when he noticed two photos of a woman who bore a striking resemblance to Elizabeth Short. After discovering these haunting images, Hodel began using his skills he had gained as a policeman to investigate his own deceased father. Hodel went through newspaper archives and witness interviews from the case and even filed a Freedom of Information Act to obtain FBI files on the Black Dahlia murder. He also had a handwriting expert compare samples of his father's 
writing to the writing on some of the notes sent to the press from the alleged killer, the analysis found a strong possibility that his father's handwriting matched, but the results were not conclusive. On the, uh, on the grislier side, the Black Dahlia crime scene photos showed that Short's body had been cut in a manner consistent with a hemi, hemicorporeal... What the... Hemicorporeal... Time. It's a medical procedure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A medical procedure <laughs> that slices the body between the lumbar spine. Hodel's father had been a doctor who attended medical school when this procedure was being taught in the 1930s. So, yeah, it could be. But I think what happened was is there's so much misinformation because the press, the press would just make stuff up because the story was so huge yeah. that mm-hmm. they didn't want to be the first one. They wanted to be the first one out, so they would just randomly come up with like at one point they said that like this is going to I apologize for getting into this, but they said that she wasn't able to have like because the big thing was is they thought she was a prostitute. They thought she was this and this and this. And then one one magazine article came out and said, uh, no, she, she is none of those because she can't have sex because her her genitals are in like she has a rare disease where her genitals are like inflamed or, or bigger and nothing. She can't like. The boat doesn't go in the harbor, you know? But I mean, they, like I said, like, it's just, it was so random that these, like some of these stories would come out. So nobody really knows what the actual truth is. You know, the FBI files are obviously yeah. good, truthful, but you know, like as far as like looking at um, some of the articles and stuff and even the things you find on YouTube, they really contradict each other, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, man, I, and the, yeah, and I feel like all of the, I understand it like from the press side of it too, like you don't want to be the last one out, but it's just, it's also at the same time, it's tough for people to remember that this is someone's daughter. Yeah, absolutely. This is someone, this is a human being. And I understand mm-hmm. that on the flip side of that, people are just kind of, you lose that sensitive aspect of it, mm-hmm. but it's like, even though I know we're talking and like, we're kind of laughing at some of, of our own, like being dumb because I can't read and all this other stuff, but like. This, this, this is, this situation is not funny, but I will say that it's like, it's interesting to see how our law enforcement officers, like they go through the process, but even after a cold case like this, like there is, there's instances where they, there's just nothing they can do. And there's people that don't give up. That's Mm -hmm. the crazy, that's the craziest thing to me is like stories like this. This isn't the only story, but there's still people actively pursuing this Mm -hmm. and when I say actively, I mean like that's their life. Yeah. They are, they are searching for this and that's awesome because it's, it, you know, like 1940s, she was born in 1924. So like, there's not a lot of family probably. I'm sure there's family, but there's not a lot of family that knew her. Um, but just to give the peace of mind and to finally close that case, I think that would be a huge thing for, for anybody and that people are giving up their, their lives to pursue this that's that's unbelievable to me, and that's. I heard to have cool. died in '46. The people that would be the family members that would be left that would have been able to know her would have been like in their 70s by now. Yeah. So, mm. and they would have had to have been infants. That is that is Richard <coughs> doing math. <laughs> but. So, I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> yeah. No. Sixty eighty. They would be eighty. Eighty something. Yes. But. But um. For that to be like her to have no blood in her system or from what they say, I don't know. What did the, did the FBI's uh, 
files actually say that she had no blood? I think that there was there was no blood at the scene, but there was like a couple of feet away. There was like a drop of blood on a heel that had that was placed near the body, um, and it was like, but there was no. The, it still pointed to the fact that she was murdered somewhere else. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, they found it at the crime scene, but that was not actual like blood at the crime scene. I just, I, I couldn't imagine trying to basically lawn, I just, I, I'm not going to lawn ornament the body. Yeah. You know, like, I, and I don't mean any disrespect in that. No. I just don't know how else, how else to put it. <clears throat> yeah. Like you're, he's, somebody's out there taking it and trying to make it so it looks a certain way. Yeah. And Can not, you not caring what anybody, if anybody would, Find fire, it. Yeah. Yeah. See what that. Yeah. Like how did, how did the individual. That's another thing. Not, not only abductor, but make such clean incisions and cause so much harm within, within 10 hours and then put her out on the lawn in a public area next to a sidewalk. So it was definitely public yeah. without being noticed at all. Yeah. And, and I don't even, and who knows? Crazy. I mean, a lot of these, they don't abduct. Like it's it's a voluntary well, yeah, thing somehow, where they coming into the house. When I say abduct, I, I don't mean he like actually went kidnapped. Yeah. Or when I say abduct, I mean more like he had to stop her for, from leaving, for right? lack yeah. of better words, acquire her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had to figure out how to lure her in or whatever he did, whatever they did. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Also, <clears throat> but 150 suspects in Norris. Hmm. That's what's that's what's crazy to me because everybody has that you. I mean, they have that one guy that we're like, yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. So let's, but there was no one that they could actually even focus on. They were like, there was nobody that they were like, oh yeah, we know. I you did, know, with it, this one. I just, could you imagine they had him and he was like just sitting there? He was one of the suspects and they just could never pin it on him because there was no proof. Well, and this is a big thing too, is like in the forties you have to, there was no real, um, what like, um, makeup of the like they didn't they didn't understand killers like they do now yeah where mm-hmm. like he might he might have been the one he might like he, he could have been somebody that went by like three or four times yeah because if you're gonna pose a body like that he's probably sitting back waiting for someone to find it yeah you know like no one ever no one ever realized that and that goes you know like they didn't have um what am i looking for what's the word i'm looking they for? didn't have like the the they didn't do the research they didn't have the background or the yeah but yeah, I, I can only read your mind so much, yeah, Ben. I, I try. I try. Oh. <laughs> you look at me. But I, but I also feel like, I mean, because you want attention, though. Like, you could, if, like, I feel like the killer's main intention with this was clearly that they wanted attention. Yeah. Because why else would you, well, I mean, why else would you murder someone like this, but like and in this way? The, and write the note to yeah. the police and yep. <clears throat> profile. Yep. Serial yeah, killer yeah, profile. Yeah. Okay. So we, why didn't, would we, they? we didn't do any profile. They didn't do any profiling back in the 40s. Yeah. That was more of a, later like i think late 70s early 80s thing so they didn't have that aspect of it either where we do now that definitely didn't have forensics or anything like you know like uh, but why would why would the guy even write a note though like what i think it's it's like so it's so weird a lot of them do a lot of them do I think a lot of it has like. Is it like guilt or is it like no, just like being it's, crazy? And it's like that feel, feeling of like you're in charge. Yeah. Mm. Like you you own this. Mm-hmm. That's how BTK got caught. He was he actually asked the FBI if I remember right, and he asked the FBI. He's like, if I send you a floppy disk, can you trace where it came from? And the oh, FBI yeah. is like, like, no, no, <laughs> you're good, man. Send it. <laughs> so he <we> sent it. <laughs> 
And that's how I got caught. <laughs> Why would you ask? Yeah. Like they're going to be honest with yeah, you like, anyways. Hey man, I got all, I got a, I got a floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I got caught. But I mean, like even uh son of Sam wrote uh, to the, to the New York press, you have, um, could you imagine the guy after they after they lie to him and tell him that he can't track the floppy disk? And he's like, "How'd you catch me?" The floppy disk. He's yeah. like, <laughs> "I knew it. Yeah. I knew. It. I knew I shouldn't have sent it." Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah, if you get into that guy, it's he's nuts, man. He's like full blown family. Tr- he actually got caught in a church. The floppy disk was from a church. Mm. He was like part of the, like a huge part of the church. So yeah, it's Great. this guy was born in forty five. Year before this, uh, Dennis Rader. Oh, Dennis Rader. Yeah, he's BTK. BTK. Yeah. So bondage torture. So forty five. So that's a year before he was born. A year before she was killed. Yeah. So it wasn't him. Wasn't him. No, definitely not him. (laughs) But now we'll get into Dennis Rader. I think we'll do more of these when we don't have any crazy, crazy news. We're not just reaching. Yeah. We'll do more of these. I think these are interesting because it's like. Like it's not about necessarily shining a light on the killer. It's a, it's a it's a d- idea of like shining light on things that like we would not have. Like, I would have known this, and I think it it is also interesting to see how. Oh yeah, I don't like, want to shine the light on any kid. No. Like I want I want people to understand how dumb these guys are. Mm-hmm. Like you asked the FBI. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, the guy he's just these guys are piece. I'm I'm sorry, kids. Pieces of shit. Oh yeah, and the fact that it, like it's, it, I do it. I want to talk about them, but not talk about them in in a light that's going to. It's more make the story look, of the Yeah, it's that, and that's kind of what I want to go at. And it's like you know, man, I I, I do I, but I also do like the idea of like because uh, I don't know if you guys have watched like unsolved mysteries and that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Like it is it is interesting because it's like okay, well you can see the chain of events that happened in a certain murder and you're like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Well, this doesn't make sense. And then, you know, hopefully one day, once in a while they do solve them too. That's like after years and years and years. Well, that's like, the Golden Gate killer. All because, oh, yeah. he, all because he put his stuff into like the genealogy. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we got a hit. And he, you know, 80, 70, 80 years old and mm-hmm. finally, you know, yep, it's having over. to deal with it. That's, I, I'm glad that, and it, I'm sure it gives some comfort. It, it's never going to give everything to the families back, no. but just the fact that they're that the door closes, yeah. and you're like, okay, this is we're we're done with it, yeah, you know. Still uh, horrific. Like I can't imagine. Like, and again, that's the thing too. Is like I know we touched on like those people walking up and discovering the body like that. Can you imagine the impact with a little boy, like seeing seeing something like that? I, I just yeah. So like they actually had, um, and I'd like to get into him a little bit. Uh, I think it's his name is uh, Jason Moss, mm-hmm. and he wrote a book called The Last Victim, and this book is nuts. So he starts writing serial killers in high school, letters to him for a high school project. Now are these people that are in jail already? Yeah, they're okay. in jail. So he starts writing to him, but he's so smart that he goes. In order to get, because he was writing them, he was never getting a response, never getting responses. So what he did is he looked at the, he looked at who he was writing, and he based his letters like he was going to be a victim. So Whoa. what they look for, so they, so it like almost get them like, yeah, like so what like, they would look for, um, in a victim, that's where he would kind of try to relate his letters to, like make himself seem like he would have been a victim for them. 
Like, yeah. and this guy went to, this guy met John Wayne Gacy. He met, um, he met like five or six of these. Well, then the FBI comes and they're like, this 17 year old kid's right all these serial killers. What, what is What's going, going on? on? Yeah. And so they talk to him and he, he explains to him and he shows them the project. And that's when all this stuff starts, the profiling, because mm-hmm. they, the FBI never realized this is how you get them out. This is how you interact with them. But like, he's got pictures of him with John Wayne Gacy. Like if you don't, if you want to ever read a book and kind of like have your head kind of like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like the last victim is, it's a crazy book. It is. Can you, could you imagine like, like we, we talk about these people, like, like these, like uh Richard Ramirez and, and like just all these random people, like these serial killers. No. And it's just kind of like a, well, this, yeah, whatever, whatever. But could you imagine, like, you're talking about these serial killers, but then you, you're writing them letters and you're sitting down with them face-to-face? Could you imagine the feeling that that kid was feeling, sitting face-to-face with these people that actually did these horrific things? I think things? he met Richard Ramirez, too. And that's he just, was nuts. Yeah, like, that's Richard just insane. Richard Ramirez was nuts. Like, could you imagine sitting across the table from a guy like that? Like, that's no. just crazy. No. Well, like, and the, I think the thing, too, is, is now I would never make light... I'm trying not to make light of this subject, but... I don't know if you guys have seen the last words ever by some of these serial killers that are like the best. Some of them are kind of funny. Like, I'm sorry, but... Oh, yeah. I've like, seen them. These, some, yeah. some of them are kind of funny um, because it's like, obviously, these people are... We can go ahead and cut this out. 30, 46. I was going to go with something there that I don't... I Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, I don't need to go there with yeah, this. Yeah, no. It was some lady. But, so. I mean, this guy... So Jason Moss, he writes the book. You guys need to read the book, and then we'll. I'd like to go over the book. Yeah, I'd like to once. read that book. It's it we're is a book crazy clubs book. now it, on wherever the book clubs now on DCMB. We read. Yeah. We can, it, can, can we can do like an audio book. Yeah, <laughs> Audible. Actually, I'm gonna see if Audible has. I think all three of us have a little little trouble reading. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I read every day. I well, everyone reads every day. You no, read like, like a book every day. I try to read something like something educational every day. Okay. And then I have like I have a ton of books. My yeah. wife gets mad at me how many books I have. Really? Yeah. That's good though. I I I enjoy I got them. a I got the the Rich Dad Poor Dad book. Everybody mm. has that. Cuz everyone was talking about it. Yeah. And then in like the first 5 pages the guy was like people that read stuff remember like 5% of it and I just closed <laughs> it never read it. I was like why would he I was like I never I never Because it he wants up. you to do like he was he's a big one where if you the rich dad, poor dad thing is like, he's more of a doer and he's just basically, so you never read the book. Mm-mm. So basically it tells him the rich dad is his dad or the poor dad is his dad. The rich dad is his friend's dad. Yep. And he's the one, and he's actually explaining like what his dad did and what his, you know, like, so he wants you to go out and do it. That's, I think that's why that gets brought up. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. His actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Cause it was literally like the first, like, I don't know, it's probably like the 10th page in the book. He was like, he was like, reading doesn't, you don't learn anything from reading or something. It well, was that like was the big insane. thing with um, the, the poor dad was education, books, yeah, stuff his dad like was that. A teacher. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then so his, the rich dad was like, no, you need to do. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's probably where it got brought This is up. a good conversation for the money podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, we went from serial killers to rich dad, poor dad. Yeah, that was <laughs> that not was, that. Uh, Transitions aren't there yet, yes, folks. We understand. We'll that. get there. <laughs> we promise. But um, yeah, that was the Black Dahlia. Um, if you guys have any comments or have anything that we can kind of elaborate on with with that, um, that would be great. Leave it down in the comments. Otherwise, should we say it? Smash the like button. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> it. <laughs>
Just but lightly no. tap it. Yes. There's no, Don't, no smashing. You can, Grayson, yeah. do not smash it. Just, <laughs> you, yeah, do whatever you want. You can smash yeah. it. You can like it. Yeah, except you for can. you, Grayson. I buy those computers. Don't <laughs> smash the like button. <laughs> Grayson's um. going to get a running start now from the other side of the room. Just elbow like, it. <laughs> like Atomic Kaginki. Right? You told like, me to smash like, it. <laughs> so, no, but, um, and if you guys have anybody else that we could, uh, potentially talk about uh that would be great yeah so, so i'm looking at a list here of, of uh, unsolved crimes so there's the zodiac killer zodiac's I, nuts we could go through that one zodiac the, the zodiac's crazy because there's theories that the zodiac never existed really hmm. we'll have to go through that one there's the uh john benet ramsey that was that's pretty much been solved has pretty it sure the parents did it um disappearance of frederick valentich i don't know no. There's one where a guy washes up and nobody knows who he is. I think that's this guy. Uh, maybe. No, it, it, no, this is a disappe- no, it's a disappearance yeah, this over. Is, this is a guy like comes, like he washes up from the ocean mm-hmm. and no idea. Like they can't figure out who he is. And Tupac. Tupac, they never solved that murder. Well, he's in Jamaica. Tupac. That could, that could be interesting to get into. Tupac is always alive. Yeah. At least in my heart. Jack yeah. the Ripper. Uh, the Jack Capitol. the Ripper. H.H. Uh, H. Holmes. Jack the Ripper. It's kind of been his actually H.H. Holmes like grandkid is like hell bent on making sure like proving that um, H.H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper. Okay. His grandkid wants to prove that yeah, he yeah. was the murderer. Yeah. Why would he want to do that? Well, you know who H.H. Holmes is, don't you? I don't. Oh, man. Who is he? There's a guy. <laughs> There's a guy. <laughs> there is a guy. This guy? Uh, yeah, that would be H.H. Holmes. Who he is actually he? made a murder castle. <laughs> What? Yeah, for the oh, I think I, for the like, World Fair. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, th- I think I saw something about that. It's like a hotel, yep. or something, and and he brings people in there, and like the rooms have like there's like he would actually tunnels yeah, to rooms and stuff. Oh, the the contractors that would come in and build this hotel would only work certain amount, and then he'd fire them, so no one knows the whole layout of the hotel except for him. That's smart. Mm. That's smart. That's, <laughs> is this place still like? Yeah. Intact? No, it's not. They tore it down and now oh. like it's a post office and but you can actually go into the bottom of the uh-huh. post office and still get into where the hotel was. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Why would they tear it down? I feel like that'd be such a cool tourist attraction. I don't know about that. Yeah, no. Nah. I don't know. I'd, I'd go. go. I'd go. I think it'd be I cool. I'm good. But no, um, we'll get into that stuff. Uh there's a lot of things that we can get into. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff we can we can look into when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, so that will be if we don't have any crazy cool up to date news stories. News stories, and we'll throw a Florida man in here every once in a while. I yeah. think we'll do yeah. those more. Right on in Friday. Gators and you yeah, know, yeah, throwing rocks and um, gators and stuff. Yeah. Speaking but, of Florida man, Jordan's going to Florida for a week. I know. Soon here. Yeah, that'll be a fun. Might be able to get some good stories out of her. I don't know. I feel like Jordan would be part of the story. Yeah, yeah, I think she was. <laughs> She's supposed to. Uh, her mom was, or they want to sit next to the beach, but they keep finding places next to the river. And I was like, Jordan, you know the, you know, uh, Florida, their rivers aren't like our rivers. Their their, their rivers yeah. have gators, gators and snakes. Yeah, a lot of snakes. They just pulled like a twenty, like a eighteen foot python out of one of them. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I saw that. Yeah, the thing is huge. Eighteen yeah. feet, dude. That's nope. No, it's really weird because it's. Florida's really condensed with snakes, and then like um, Alabama's really condensed with snake. But if you look at Mississippi, Mississippi isn't condensed with snakes. And then it goes, it, it's like one little area that doesn't have any snakes. That would be the area I live. Yeah, I wouldn't live in, I don't know. 
Yeah. Alaska, Hawaii. Yeah. No snakes. No snakes. <laughs> no snakes. Come on. All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys. Um, smash the like button. Yeah. Comment. See you at the next one? Yep. Yeah. Cool. See you. <laughs>